Hey folks, as you know, I love helping people, especially people trying to help themselves. So I was sent this GoFundMe fundraiser from a listener. My name is Greg, and I was homeless due to the death of my spouse and need dental work to become employable as I look horrendous, and my work experience is working with the public. I desperately need dentures or, if lucky, implants. I have never been more humiliated in my life and am thankful someone is willing to help me do this. Please help make me whole again. If you would like to help Greg become whole again and get his life back, the link to donate is below. If you are unable to help, please share the fundraiser link. I truly appreciate you. What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you, supernatural or not? Visiting my aunt and uncle in an unfamiliar city where they live in a farm just outside city limits, I am a night owl and decided to smoke a cigarette on their front porch because I couldn't sleep. They live in a rural agriculture area outside a city which is relatively well known for violence, and as I am smoking, a random car starts pulling down their massive dirt driveway. I start having a mini heart attack because it's 3.30 am and someone was intentionally driving about a 1-4 mile to get up to the house. I start looking for rocks or anything to defend myself with with right as this car pulls up next to the front door. Right as I am deciding to either bolt back inside and lock the doors or attack guns blazing with a couple rocks I have picked up. The driver slowly rolls down his window. I hear a thud on the pavement by my feet. I shockingly drop all my rocks and my completely ashy cigarette as just stare blank faced at the daily newspaper as the goddamn paper boy slowly turns around to finish the rest of his route. Fell asleep in the living room watching TV. Wake up around midnight to my dad walking past me. He heads to the side door, unlocks it and starts walking to the chicken coop. By the time he's outside I'm up and following after him calling out in a whisper dad, what are you doing? No response. I think maybe he can't hear me despite being only a few steps behind him. Dad walks into the chicken coop and I lose sight of him for about 2 seconds I walk into chicken coop and, it's empty. I am very confused now. There is only one door for the coop and I am standing in it. Suddenly, there's a hand on my shoulder. Almost jump out of my skin and whirl around it's my dad. He heard me walking outside, had followed after me trying to call out my name but for some reason I hadn't heard him. Woke up around 3 a.m. one night to loud tapping outside my bedroom window. My bedroom was in the basement of our house. I assumed it was raccoons or something trying to get into our neighbor's shed. After listening for a while longer I managed to fall back asleep. In the morning I brought up the noise to my mom who said she had heard a similar noise coming from that same side of the house. Only she got out of bed and went to the front living room window to investigate. What she saw was a man emerge from between our house and our neighbor's place. He stopped in front of our home took a long look before removing a pair of latex gloves and then proceeded to walk down our street. I assume he was testing for weak spots or something and luckily didn't manage to make it inside. That night, my family narrowly missed an armed carjacking. When I was about 10 a guy waved my family's car wagon full with my parents up front, me and my two siblings in the back, and dog in the way back down about two blocks away from where we lived. My dad being the nice guy he is pulls over and the dude walks up to my mom's door. She rolls the window down and the guy casually reaches in and opens the door and grabs my mom to pull her out. She screams go or something of the sort and my dad floors it. We blast out of there and my mom shuts the door. In the rear window the dude is jogging after us holding a pistol. We speed past our house and drive around for five minutes before my parents decided that we have to go home. There's nothing else we can do. Pulling back into our driveway was the most scared I've ever been in my life. This is all pre-cell phone or at least before everyone had one by the way. I've told this story before, 
but it always sticks with me and gives me goosebumps when I think about it. I was driving home late one night when I saw a girl on the side of the road, asking for help. I distinctly remember every nerve in my body suddenly going on edge, and I locked the doors as I drove past old car had manual locks. But something was telling me that no matter what, I shouldn't stop and help this girl. As I went by her I remember her yelling duck you. I felt guilty for not doing anything about it. So next morning I looked up reports in the area to see if I could find information on her. Turns out a guy got carjacked in the exact same area trying to help a girl in distress. He pulled over, and a group of people beat him and left him on the side of the road while they took his car. The girl in the report perfectly matched the description of the girl I saw. I've told some of my supernatural stories before, so I'll tell a reality-based one. My family is all red-headed women, and my little sister was tiny and beyond adorable as a child. She also had hearing problems and speech delays, and probably ADHD, so she was always off in her own little world. One day I was out with her and my mom, shopping at DJ Maxx or something. I was maybe 10 or so, so this was early 90s, and she was 4 or so. After a while my mom demanded, where's your sister? We looked all around and nothing. This was before stores went into lockdown for lost kids. I don't remember this, but as my mom tells it, she then saw a woman walking out the front door of the store with my sister by the hand. My mom shouted, hey lady, that's my kid. The woman never even looked down, just dropped sister's hand and kept walking out the door. Found out much later that redheaded kids are highly prized in trafficking. Was day tripping in Dublin with my parents and sister. We went to a busy restaurant called Bewley's. It was the 90s. My parents were up ordering food, and my sister and I found a seat table somewhere in the restaurant. It was bustling with people. I wanted a specific drink and forgot to tell my ma'am to get it for me. So I left the table and went up to the counter. Told my ma'am what drink I wanted. I was heading back toward the table my sister was at. But because it was so busy I forgot where it was. I couldn't see it. Sensing my confusion, a woman said that I had to come with her, that my parents said that I have to wait with her. She was sitting at the table with a man, even though I was like 7, I could sense that something was not right with that statement. Sure I was only up at the counter with my mother. I said no thanks to the woman and in that moment seen the top of my sister's head. I sat down not thinking anything of what happened. IT gets weirder, so ma'am and dad come forth with food, and next minute mid-eating, the same woman and man who tried to convince me to stay with them walked over to our table. She said to my parents you have beautiful kids she put down two bars of chocolate on the table and said they were for us. With that she took off with the man out of the restaurant. My mother remarked to my dad well that was strange and I said yeah. She asked me to come with her and said that you wanted me too. My mother and father nearly fell off the seat. My father was raging. TLDR woman tried to manipulate me so she could abduct me in a restaurant. A strange exchange of chocolate giving was had. My father raged confronted a guy that was trying to subtly force a girl that was too drunk to get into his car. Known the guy for years and wasn't surprised. The girl was a friend's sister out visiting and had never met this guy before that night and didn't speak to him at all until she was full on sloppy drunk. The guy got pissed at me and cornered me at the bar to threaten me to shut the f up. I told him that what he was doing was wrong. But the whole time my legs were like jelly and I thought I was going to throw up. I am not a fighter. And I've never even thrown a punch. Some of my friends saw what was happening and got me away from him. He ended up following me across the bar and grabbing my arm, while yelling at me. I pulled my arm away and turned away. I heard a scuffle and turned back to see him being dragged out of the bar by three of my friends. Turns out he had raised his fist to hit me from behind and they had my back. The girl went home that night with her sister who was oblivious of the whole situation until near the end. Edit wow. Thank you for all the kind words. For me it was a very intense and scary experience. I am just glad she didn't have one as well. Edit thank you for the gold kind stranger. 
When I was around 8 or 9, I was out hiking in the mountains with my uncle and brother, who was riding his bike. He started getting bored, so he decided to ride back to camp we were on our way back. About 5 minutes after he left, we came around a bend and were maybe 30 feet from two adult grizzly bears. We stopped dead in our tracks, had a quick stare down, and then they took off into the trees. After standing there stunned for maybe 10 seconds, two park rangers came out of the trees, asked if we saw any bears, and then took off in the direction we pointed them in. After the brief exchange, my uncle remembered my brother ran ahead, and started panicking. He picked me up I never was a big kid, maybe 50 pounds at the time, and ran all the way back to camp, to find my brother sitting there. The look of panic on my uncle's face will haunt me till I die. Sleep paralysis, it only happened to me once, but that was enough. I was staying in an old hotel that was rumored to be haunted of course. My mom and I had gotten there late after driving for hours. Had a couple of glasses of wine before bed. Then I had creepy dreams. I woke up laying on my stomach and thinking, okay. Those were just dreams, you are now awake in a comfy bed. As I was thinking about how comfortable the pillow was, and how I wish I had one at home, a wave of pure dread washed over me and I was thinking oh no oh no oh no then at the foot of the twin sized bed, I felt two hands slam down on either side of my feet. One at a time, as though someone was leaning all of their weight on their arms. Then something the size of a four year old climbed up my body at freakish speed and hissed loudly in my ear. My eyes were closed this whole time but I squeezed them shut harder, and could see what looked like TV static. I tried to yell for my mom who was in the other bed in the room with me, but I could only get out muffled sounds. Then it ended. I know it was sleep paralysis, but it was so real that I understand now why people believe that it is real demons ghosts etc. My family and I had recently moved into an old home on the top of a very steep, long hill that was incredibly annoying and daunting to get up and down the home was pretty isolated. One night I was in the kitchen getting a snack when I could have sworn I heard some branches breaking I was 12 at the time. By the way, I turned off the kitchen light to eliminate the glare on the window and by the time I came back to investigate, nothing was there. I concluded it was probably just some animals and I was being paranoid, but I still couldn't shake that feeling in my gut. Next morning I told my mom before heading to school that I heard something and she said the same thing, probably just an animal. When my mom came to pick me up that day the first thing she told me was that she found a pair of keys outside the kitchen window. There was a single Toyota key and some other miscellaneous key right outside the window I stood at every night. The only people who knew where we just moved didn't drive a Toyota. And even if they did WTF would they be doing at our house at 10 at night? My mom took this to the police and all they could do was patrol that night to see if anyone cared by looking for their keys. No one did. We never found out whose keys they were. But now anytime I hear something outside I bolt to the windows trying to catch the creep. Actually, six years later at the same house I was walking into my dark room it was nighttime and saw someone outside my window with some bright device in their hands. Instead of calling the police or waking up my family, I went to the window and said what the duck as if that would do anything. Turns out it was some young guy delivering my mom's meds. Scared the Jesus out of that guy. So embarrassed all I could was say oh shit okay and made my brother get the meds. Never saw that guy again. Also, that device was just an iPad. I was so furious I couldn't even tell what he was holding. When I was around 7, I had a dream about my mother. She was surrounded by people in white with a hole in her stomach. Throughout the dream she kept getting sicker and sicker. She eventually passed away in the dream. I woke up crying and my mom asked me what happened. And I told her that she was going to die. She said she wouldn't it was okay. My mom passed away about 5 months later. She had stomach cancer which I didn't know about until I was older she had been sick for a long time. Another dream I had was about my little cousin getting hit by a car. When she ran into the street outside of a community center we went to a lot. Two weeks after I had the dream she stepped out into the middle of traffic because she saw our grandpa across the street. I grabbed her before the car hit her. 
Yeah I dreamt that my dad died the night before he did. It was my life in flashes after his passing and everything that happened in my dream has happened. Sobbing on my knees in the gravel driveway of his house. My mom referring to him in present tense. Stopping and correcting herself to past tense. Wish you were here by Pink Floyd on the radio making me stop in my tracks. Everything happened exactly as I dreamt it. I was babysitting my little sister one night. We recently moved. And this was the first night in the new house without her parents being there it's my half-sister. So she was a bit scared. To comfort her, I left on the light in the hallway and went in her parents room to watch TV. So she could hear me being there. About an hour or so later, I needed to use the bathroom. The door was wide open and makes a lot of noise when you close it. I decided not to close it as to not wake up my sister, who was fast asleep. Also, turning on the light would activate the ventilation system. So I decided to make my way with the light from the hallway, which was enough. I peed, washed my hands, bent over to take a sip of water from the tap. Now, apparently, my sister did wake up even though I really tried to be silent. She walked over to the bathroom and stood in the doorway. I only saw her when I got up again, and I saw her through the mirror. Now imagine, you bend over, take a sip of water, get up and in the mirror, you see something that wasn't there before, and that something is a little girl. Nightgown teddy bear, long hair, and lit from behind. I am pretty sure that took 10 years of my life. Being followed in a grocery store was definitely an unsettling experience. I was grocery shopping on a Friday night alone and in passing made eye contact with a 6'4 man in his 60s and there was something in the way he looked at me that put a wrench in my stomach immediately. I brushed it off, thinking I'm just being stoned and paranoid and continued shopping. Within about 5 minutes, I realized he was following me. He showed up in 4 different aisles and never had anything new in his shopping cart. On the second or third aisle I saw him licking his lips with the same sinister look from the first time I saw him. I somehow managed to lose him for a solid 25 minutes and thought there was no way I could run into him again. I headed to the self-scan checkout line and he was second or third in, line of about 7 of shoppers, now including myself. He let every single person that was behind him go in front of him. I realized what he was doing as soon as he let the first person go first. I'm wide-eyed and my jaw is practically on the ground all as this happens. He goes ahead of me. I'm next in line and by some ducked up turn of events. The next self-checkout is the one directly next to him. With a line of people behind me, I reluctantly walk over and start scanning. I'm side-eyeing him the whole time I'm checking out and he is deliberately taking forever to check out. I check out as fast as possible at this point as I see his card is still being read. As soon as I pass him. I hear his receipt print out and he books it behind me. I'm in my head thinking, what the duck am I going to do here if this actually escalates further than it already has. Now in the parking lot I'm speed walking to my car and what don't you ducking know it. His car is parked four spaces away from mine and the spaces in between us are all empty. He stood there the whole time I put my groceries in my car doing absolutely nothing but staring at me with this vacant, terrifying look. I feel like I could hear the awful things he was thinking about me. He didn't move. He didn't unlock his car. He didn't play with his keys. He just stood there and watched me. The cart return was right next to my car. I briskly got in my car and felt like I peeled the hell out of there. As I was pulling out of my parking space, I looked back in my rearview mirror and he was now by his trunk, still not doing a thing with his groceries. Looking at my car and smiling. One of the most terrifying things I've experienced now that I'm really recollecting all this. People suck sometimes. One time I was on a camping trip. We had rented some ATVs for the weekend. I was alone helmetless mobbing it down forest paths a ways away from camp. I took a sharp turn and hit a tree. I was thrown off and into a small ditch where I cut my head open and got a compound fracture in my arm. I was knocked unconscious for god knows how long. Where I awoke I assessed my situation. While in shock mind you, I have no idea how tf I managed to do this. 
but I stumbled back to the ATV and by sheer luck I was able to drive it home with one arm, barely conscious. We drove to the hospital and I got some staples in my head and a fat cast. Always wear a helmet kids. Woke up around 3.30 one night to get a drink of water. I left my room and while I was walking down the hallway I looked to my right and in the guest bedroom I see a very dark silhouette that's darker than the room. I stop and it stands up from the chair it's sitting in and starts waking towards me. I went right back to my room and did not leave until the sun was up. I have other stories about my parents house too. I was woke up by knocking on my door one early morning and I say come in but no one does. Instead I hear someone walking away and go downstairs into the basement. Now there was a room right below mine downstairs. And a few minutes after the knock I hear conversation in that room so I think it's my parents talking. About 20 minutes later my mom wakes up and tells me her and my dad were sleeping the whole time. Another time I wake up around 3ish and I hear a knock on my door. I say come in but it doesn't open. So I get up and there's no one there but a picture fell so I assume that's what made the noise. So I set it up and go back to bed but a few minutes later I hear another couple knocks on my door. So I just yell leave me the f alone and go back to bed lol. One night I was laying in bed with my dog and he just starts barking and growling. So I look where he barking at and by my fan I see this dark shadow crouching by my fan and it just disappears after that. I know it all sounds crazy but I am not making any of this up. I'm not sure if scary is the right word here. I was interning for a criminal court judge in Denver, Colorado between law school semesters about 6 years ago. I was cool with another clerk. We got drinks every once in a while. One night we planned on going to see a late night movie. It was the premiere so I was kind of pumped but I was also so tired. I head home and my mom calls me and asks what I'm up to I tell her I'm going to see the movie but right as I hang up I was like me I'm not feeling that tonight so I went home after work and ended up smoking a good bit of not quite yet legal but pretty much legal Colorado weed and eating a pizza. I told my buddy I was likely out for the movie. He ended up going regardless. I also decided the next day would be a great day to sleep and so I decided I would just go into work late the next day. So I pass out. I wake up the next day at 10.30 am 2 hours after I was supposed to be at work to literally 200 texts from my parents and 100 plus missed calls from them and various people. I was very confused till my tearful and relieved parents informed that the night before, at the dark night screening in Aurora, Colorado I was planning on going on till I got too high and full of pizza. Had been shot up by lunatic. It's still surreal thinking about it. Edit sorry everyone I passed out pretty much right after posting. This yes my co-worker was okay. He had not been injured or shot. I am a volunteer teacher at a Chinese university for traditional medicine. About a year ago, I was having dinner with a colleague and meeting his family for the first time. The restaurant we were eating at was actually located on campus. And finals had just finished so the place was filled with would-be doctors, nurses, and other students studying health and medicine. My colleague's wife was kind and his son a bit hyperactive, but everything seemed to be going fine. Here's where things went wrong. I hadn't eaten that day so I was exceptionally hungry. And I ate a little faster than I should have suddenly. A chunk of pork had lodged itself in the entrance of my windpipe. And I couldn't breath. Okay, I thought. I just need to stay calm and get someone's attention so that they can perform the Heimlich maneuver on me. So, I put my hands around my neck and I try to show my colleague that I can't breath. Dry heaving all the while. I'll never forget the look of confusion on his face as he said, bewildered. Is it too spicy? Now I start to panic. I jump up out of my chair. Making some noises several students turn to look at me And all the while I am giving the supposedly universal sign for choking and looking like I am about to puke but not making a sound out of my mouth The students with zero comprehension on their faces turn back to their meals My colleague is saying things to his wife like 
get him a napkin or some water. It's probably too hot for him. At this point I am starting to realize that nobody in this whole restaurant knows what to do if someone is choking or can even recognize it happening in front of them. I am realizing that I will die surrounded by fake doctors and medical students who are learning to give people herbs for their back pain and stick needles in your skin but never learn first aid. I am realizing I will die in front of this man and his wife and son who all have no ducking idea what is happening and will soon see me pass out and turn blue and still probably do jack shit to help me. I don't want to die. Well, at least not like this. Not surrounded by slack jawed idiots wearing lab coats and playing doctor. Not choking on a piece of pork right after my semester ended when it could have been avoided if just one person knew. Oh, that guy is choking. At this point, it's been at least 30 seconds since I last took a breath, possibly longer, and the corners of my vision are starting to get blurry. I knelt down onto the ground and tried to block out all other distractions. I began to massage my throat. I thought that I could dislodge it myself. I couldn't rely on anyone else, after all. So I was pretty much out of options although later I read up on how to perform the Heimlich using the edge of a chair. I didn't know that at the time. I swallow really hard. The food disappears and I gasp for air. I lived, obviously but I never came so close to death before or after. Later I learned that China generally doesn't really have food safety laws requiring posters to be up in kitchens with the Heimlich maneuver. Nor is there much awareness of what choking is despite it killing millions every year. I have a lot less respect for traditional Chinese medicine now. I had my ex not only stalk me but light my car on fire when I was 19. It was the scariest shit ever because he wanted me dead. Even said it in court when he got busted. Before anybody brings it up. Yes I had a restraining order but the problem with those is you can't have anything done until they violate the restraining order and by then something has been done. And when I say stalk, I don't just mean drive by my house a few times at night. Although he did. Even though he lived a whole 45 minutes away he also sent sympathy cards to my mom saying sorry for the loss of your daughter. He watched me sleep from my bedroom window up in a tree. I woke up to him just staring at me, made multiple attempts to break into my home and left very disturbing love letters for me under my windshield whipper. They do start off sweet going on about how he loved me. Couldn't be without me but slowly turned into weird ramblings about how he was gonna beat me to death for doing this to him. He did some time in jail for it after lighting my car on fire. So stalking plus that charge. I did some time on my local mental ward because of the NEXD this caused me but I'm alright now. It just took me a long time to trust people and my own judgment of people again. Over the summer I woke up to a cop s pounding on my door and screaming police open up we have a search warrant. I opened the door to two police officers with their guns drawn and an FBI agent in a big FBI emblazoned bulletproof vest taking cover beside the door. There were three or four other cops and one other FBI agent hanging out in the yard beside a few cruisers and a giant surveillance van. They threw me up against the wall patted me down and told me to sit down outside. The first agent ran in making quick tactical turns around the corners and in the rooms with his gun out. I asked one of the cops what was going on a few times before the words child pornography dropped out of his mouth like a ducking anvil in my gut. I didn't say anything. I could not comprehend that it was really happening. I've been through some shit in my life but I've never experienced the level of total bewilderment and unreality that I did when I realized the FBI's crimes against children unit was raiding me for kitty porn. Long story short, I cooperated beyond reason. They took all of my electronics and analyzed them for six weeks. Then the detective called and said my case was closed. They didn't find anything and I needed to go to the station to get my stuff. All they know is my IP address was tied to hash values of known CP that was downloaded. I am fairly sure I was hacked. Although the death did say I could have just destroyed the evidence before they got there. Very cool of him to leave me on that jolly goddamn note. This was last summer and I still have panic attacks if someone knocks on my door. When I order delivery food, I always meet the
them outside so they don't knock. I just walk out and pretend like I am grabbing a smoke and it's a coincidence. They don't know I've been standing at my window like a heavy breathing psychopath with my finger in the blinds for 15 minutes. This is ongoing. I am pasted from the last time I submitted this a day ago. Still do not know what to do. I am home from college. Just a few moments ago 1.50 am. I heard horrendous screaming. Not the orgasm kind. Not the playful kind. The cornered. Possibly in pain kind. It's not the first time either. This has been happening since I was in high school. So around 6 years. Here are some details. 1 different screams. Sometimes pitch. Sometimes the scream itself is entirely different. I am pretty sure different people. 2 always women. Save 1 exception. 3 always from the same general direction. The source has to be within 10 houses of mine. 4 always in the late hours of the weeknight. When I was in high school, I usually would hear it while doing homework. Between 1 am and 4 am. 5 very infrequent. At most. Monthly. Now that I attend college it's hard to say. But when I was always home it would be weeks between occurrences. 6 duration varies. Sometimes as little as 30 seconds of screaming. Tonight. It went on for almost 3 minutes. I was pretty much frozen in bed listening. Wide awake. It felt like forever. 7 a are loud and clear but probably from indoors. If anyone on my block was awake, they'd hear it. There must be others who have heard these, but I don't know anyone who is other than my dad. There have been a few outliers. On winter break my freshman year of college there was a distinctly male scream. Another occasion, one of the first I remember, happened during the day, about 4 p.m. My dad also heard it and we went to search for a source and he called the cops. It was the only daytime occurrence. I have not contacted the police for two reasons. First, I am not sure which house is the source. Second, and most importantly, two officers live in the direction of the screams and within the general radius. They have never responded. To my knowledge, it's very likely they are asleep when the screams occur but it is also a morbid possibility that they are involved. I do not want to risk making my identity known for this reason. An officer did patrol our neighborhood for an hour or so when my dad called the police. Sorry if this isn't a fascinating or riveting read, it's just what's happening and it's killing me. Part of me legitimately thinks there is a murderer living in my neighborhood. It's a suburban area and nothing happens here. Not many families with young kids and a lot of retired folks. My family didn't socialize with the neighbors much so I don't know who's creepy and who's not. I need advice. And I don't really know where to look. Subreddit suggestions are very appreciated. I cannot stress enough that this is real. Also, please ask questions but nothing that might give my exact location away. I am not sure how careful I should be. I am tired and may have forgotten details. Also, obviously throw away account. I don't at all doubt what you're hearing is real and terrifying. Do you live in an area with foxes, fisher cats, or other nocturnal animals that could be making these noises? The fact that it's usually women, different pitches, usually at night, and can last for a while makes me think of fisher cats or foxes yelling at each other. If you don't know what you're hearing, it can be absolutely blood-curdling and sound like someone in very real danger, out of context like that especially, when you aren't expecting it. It can sound like someone being murdered. I lived in suburbia my whole life and only heard about these in adulthood when living in a more rural but still suburban area. To your point of it sounding like it's coming from inside, anyone nearby possibly keeping foxes as pets, any sort of animal sanctuary nearby, YouTube foxes fish or cats screaming and see if it sounds at all like what you've been hearing. Hope you get some answers. Edit also, mountain lions. My grandparents' house is a large, old one that at some point used to be a hospital. My grandmother and aunt at different times have stated they saw ghosts there. My sister and I used to play hide-and-seek there as kids. One night when all the adults were in the living room, we were playing on the other side of the house. My sister found me, and before she went off to hide, we heard noises like someone moving around in the dark room down the stairs. We ran for it and didn't speak about it again. 
Years later, my sister was a server and some customers mentioned they were from the same town our grandparents lived in. She told them where their house was and they were familiar with it. They informed her that kids used to break into the house on dares because it was supposedly haunted. Posting one more when I was maybe 12 my family went down to Disney and we spent a day at Blizzard Beach. I waited in line for about 3 hours to go down that 120 foot water slide. When I got to the top and was next to go down I made the mistake of looking over the edge. I freaked the duck out and was like I can't do this. The worker at the top was like you just waited for 3 hours and you're going to turn around. To his point, I changed my mind. I sat down, laid back, and prepared for the drop. I got about a quarter way down the slide and I started to lift up. There was a good 2-3 seconds where I was flying down 120 feet in the air where I wasn't part of the water slide. I somehow got some air time. I honestly think that if I moved my body an inch or two to one side, I would have fallen out of the slide area and dropped to my death. Luckily I didn't. When I connected with the slide again I got a ton of water in my nose and mouth, and proceeded to basically suffocate for the rest of the drop. Pretty sure I had a mental breakdown in the Lizzie River after that. I went to Boy Scout camp growing up. I was probably 14, 15, 16 at the time this happened. Can't really remember. I used to love it. But the year this happened I quit. These events took place over 2-3 nights or so. Night 1. It was probably sometime after midnight when I needed to use the bathroom. Instead of walking to the bathroom hut area, I just went outside of my tent. There was someone standing at the back of my tent. And I am pretty sure I took a leak on him. He didn't say a word. I freaked the duck out and zipped myself back up mid-pee. Thought it was really weird. Since I still had to pee, I went out the front of my tent and walked to the stalls. On my way there, I saw people raking around the fire pit. I assumed it was my troop, but it was dark. I said hello to the people tending to the fire, but as I got closer I realized it wasn't anybody that was part of my troop. They didn't say a word to me. From that point, I basically sprinted to the bathrooms, finished peeing, and speed walked back to my tent. By the time I got out of the bathrooms, whoever was tending to the fire was gone. This whole event maybe took 5 minutes. I was baffled. I got in my tent and went to bed. Asked some of my troop about it the next day no one knew a thing. This is where it gets stuck. Later that night, maybe around midnight again or so, I heard something thumping up against my tent. Thought it was just small branches falling down from the trees or something. The noise didn't go away though. It was actually getting worse. The thunks were coming in louder now. Suddenly I started seeing rocks and sticks coming into my tent. Someone was actually throwing shit at me or my troop. I freaked out and woke up my bunk mate, and he saw what was going on. 2. We sprinted out of our tent and ran into the troop master's tent. We kind of woke him up in a panic so he wasn't too pleased. We started telling him what was going on. And mid-story we started hearing more rocks and sticks being thrown at the tent. My troop master was pissed, so he got out of his tent and started screaming into the darkness, telling whoever was listening to cut the shit. This woke up most of my troop mates. A good chunk of us ended up outside in the middle of the campsite kind of huddled around each other. From there, the sticks and rocks kind of started coming right at us. All around us, we're all losing our minds and my troop master is screaming and we're trying to see what's going on with our flashlights but all we see is darkness and the campgrounds around us. I panicked and ran into the bathroom stalls, and from there, the noises started getting loud like these people were throwing big ducking rocks at the bathroom stalls a bunch of us were just stuck in there for what felt like hours as we were bombarded with whatever these people could throw I don't remember if the noise stopped on its own or if I just made a break for it and ran back into my tent and I don't remember if I blacked out because I was insanely terrified or if I just fell asleep on my own Either way, it was the next day where we reported it to the leaders of the campground. There were some announcements made at lunch and dinner about it, 
but nothing came of it. Later that night, more sticks and rocks coming into the tent. I just chose to ignore it and eventually it stopped. Whoever these people were just wanted to duck with us from afar. I called my dad the next day and told him that I was done and wanted him to come pick me up four days early after what happened. I think I quit scouts a month or two later. We never found out who those people were. I know this sounds totally ducking made up but this really happened and to this day it's still the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me. My boyfriend saw that I texted my male co-worker we were having a fight. Valid point that it wasn't his business but my boyfriend went off the wall. He freaking pounced at me. I screamed cause of the way he ran toward me. His response to the scream was to get on top of me and smother me with a pillow. I was crying and begging him to get off me cause O couldn't breathe well under the pillow. He decided to stop as I was getting dizzier and dizzier. He apologized and cried but I immediately told him I was done and would be moving out. He lost it again because of this time grabbing a box cutter and saying he was gonna kill himself. This man was everything to me so I fell for it. He wouldn't let me leave even after I convinced him to not hurt himself. It took hours, but he finally gave up and let me leave. Scariest night ever. My mom bought me a ticket to go travel to LA. And it was my first time traveling alone backpacking. Right as I was boarding my flight, I realized I couldn't find my passport. I ran all over the airport, from the bathroom to the convenience store. I couldn't find it. Then an announcement was broadcasted on the airport announcement system my name the plane is taking off and we are leaving without you. I panicked. I didn't know how I'd explain to my mother that the plane ticket she bought was wasted. And I didn't want to miss my first chance ever to travel. Then a second announcement came on the speaker system my name we have found your passport. Please come board the plane. My passport was in some random corner of the airport. Don't know how it got there. This story is going to seem long-winded and with great detail but I use it to try and get the message across to why it was so scary for me personally. I've told this story here before but with less detail. I was walking my brother's dog on a trail in the woods. It's about 40 minutes from one end to the other. Around 20 minutes and a woman walked towards me with a dog leash draped around her neck. But no dog near her. Come to think of it, we didn't pass a dog at all and there wasn't one behind her. I see her eyeing me up and it reminds me of the horror stories I have heard from around my area of people stealing dogs and selling them. My brother's dog is beautiful. I could see him getting a few bucks. We keep walking and a man emerges from the dense woods crossing the path from nowhere. Asks if he can walk with me. I say no. He asks again and I repeat myself. He walks back into the forest. It freaks me out. I tied the dog leash around my waist so if someone tried they couldn't rip it from my hands. I am on edge. I hear branches cracking all around me. I keep seeing the guy dart out in front of my and return to the woods staring at me. I am not an intimidating person. I stand at 5'5 five five and weigh 130. I've been asthmatic since I was 5. I can't run. I have no way to fight off multiple people. I am far from the end of the path either way and I can't run to save my life. This dog is my best friend. I can't let anything happen to him. If he got in the hands of someone bad I couldn't live with myself. What if I never saw him again? What if they hurt him? This dog is my responsibility and no one will harm him under my watch. I keep hear noises all around me so it did the only thing I could do. I grabbed a good sized head smashing rock, raised it in the air and started screaming every threat and crazy thought I could imagine. I screeched. I looked absolutely insane. My last words I remember were I hope you're willing to die for this dog because I sure am. They either were actually afraid of how crazy lady I sounded or figured I wasn't worth the hustle but we got out safe and sound and back to the car. 
Scary in hindsight a couple of years ago, I got into following the Hannah Graham disappearance in Charlottesville a couple of years ago. I was a student at Uva when Morgan Harrington went missing, and this one seemed so similar. As the details unfolded and Jesse Matthew became the main suspect, I started reading about him. It wasn't until I read that he had been a taxi driver in Cavill during the time I was in school that I put it together. I had gotten a ride to the airport from him in October 2008 minus a year before Morgan Harrington's disappearance. He asked me to sit in the passenger seat of his taxi since it was just me, and we talked all the way to the airport. He was really nice, kind, of shy. He told me about his time playing football at Liberty, and even some girl problems he had had in the past. When he dropped me off at the airport, he gave me his number and said when I arrived back in town, I could call him directly to pick me up if I wanted. I did not take him up on the offer. I literally started shivering years later when I realized who I had gotten a ride from. I totally fit his victim profile too. It still scares me to think about how easily something could have happened back then. I have schizophrenia so I experience lots and lots of scary things on a very common basis. Trying to think of the scariest thing is super hard. I don't like the monsters that try to break down my door at night. I don't know what they'll do to me, but it's probably something bad. I think the scariest thing might be living in fear when I was growing up that my family would be murdered and I wouldn't be strong enough to protect them. That was a big worry for elementary school aged me. Thanks for watching. Hey folks as you know I love helping people. Especially people trying to help themselves so I was sent this GoFundMe fundraiser from a listener. My name is Greg, and I was homeless due to the death of my spouse and need dental work to become employable as I look horrendous, and my work experience is working with the public. I desperately need dentures or, if lucky, implants. I have never been more humiliated in my life and am thankful someone is willing to help me do this. Please help make me whole again. If you would like to help Greg become whole again and get his life back the link to donate is below, if you are unable to help. Please share the fundraiser link. I truly appreciate you.